This is episode 138. We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, everyone. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I am Siope. I'm your host here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. And wherever you may be, I just want to give a shout out to you. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when my child is defiant, but it's a little bit different than what we've done before, because I want to talk about the two different sides of dealing with a defiant behavior, the twofold approach. And so we're going to be talking about that, and we will also be talking about following instructions and triggers for parents. This is particularly important for parents out there because the twofold approach is one side is the child, but the other side is you, the parent. What and how are you interacting with your child to decrease the tantrum behavior? So that's what we're going to discuss today, and I look forward to sharing it with you. Hello, listeners. Did you know we rely on donations to keep this podcast going? All donations help us to help you and other parents. You can donate on the Smarter Parenting website and consider signing up for the Silver Tier Coaching. And you get so much in addition to helping us help parents. You can use a credit card, Google Pay, Apple Pay, or PayPal. Every donation helps. Thanks. Okay, so let's get started. We're going to be talking about defiant behavior. And sometimes it's called oppositional defiant behavior. It's usually coupled with ADHD. uh, And this is behavior where your child is extremely defiant towards you. Now, we're not going to be talking about the diagnoses of oppositional defiant, but I want you to understand that children can be very defiant. They can challenge your authority. They can question everything that you're doing they can act out, they can be resentful, they can say hurtful things when they're being oppositional towards you. Now, there is a Yale article that talks about how do you deal with a defiant behavior. And the thing that I love most about this is that there's a twofold approach in helping to deal with this type of behavior. So don't worry, I'm going to leave the notes inside the podcast episode You can jump over to the Smarter Parenting website to get the links that you may need for this, particularly from Yale. So now, while some children may struggle with defiant behaviors and some may take medication for other problems such as ADHD and anxiety, the primary treatment, and this is the recommendation, is doing some type of therapy or work with the goal of helping the family communicate calmer and manage frustrations better. So there are many different approaches, but the Child Study Center relies mostly on two types of treatment for defiant behaviors. Cognitive behavioral therapy, it's also known as CBT, and that is what the teaching family model is grounded in. It's a CBT approach to behavioral issues. Now, CBT teaches children to use new, more effective strategies to regulate their emotions, thoughts, and behaviors. CBT is conducted with the child, and the parent can be present during this, but the parent is absolutely involved in the whole interaction. So if your child was to go see a professional, they'd probably focus on CBT, this approach where we're going to challenge your thoughts, we're going to challenge the way you do things and introduce new ways of dealing with difficult emotions, okay? So that's the first part of it. Your child will go in, they'll receive some training, 
they'll receive some skills that they can use, which are the skills that we would use in smarter parenting from the teaching family model. We teach them how to follow instructions. We teach them how to observe and describe so they can describe things that are happening with their, their body and how they're reacting to certain things. We teach them problem solving or decision making. I mean, all these things are things that your child is going to learn during this process. Now, the second type, and this is the type that is more difficult because a lot of times parents think, I just need my child to be fixed, so I'm just going to send my child away to get fixed. And then there's no internal work being done by the parent in order to help the situation improve. Now, the other therapeutic approach or the other approach that is recommended is parent management training which gives parents new techniques for managing the child's misbehavior. So if this is new to you, don't be surprised. A lot of people don't talk about it. I mean, in many ways, some people say, yeah, just send them to therapy. They'll fix everything. No, your child belongs to a system, and the system inside your home exists in a way that your child is triggered by certain things, and you're a part of that system. Now, as your child is receiving these skills through whatever method he may be learning, you as a parent have to be aware of what's happening, which is why they recommend you do this part with your child together. But you also need to be making some changes in the way that you parent. So I want you to think of it this way. You're going to be far more effective at seeing a problem if you have two lights on one subject rather than just one light on a subject. So if we have something that we're looking at, it's a dark room, we turn on one flashlight and we can see something, we can probably see a silhouette, maybe make out what it is, but it's more effective if we have two lights that are flashing on it so we can get depth, perception, color, gradients. I mean, the two focuses help everybody know what's going on and in what ways they can interact or better improve what it is that we are dealing with and what we're seeing, okay? The parent part of it is very difficult because a lot of parents feel like I'm doing everything right. I'm doing what I need to do. And the reality is you may be doing everything right, but your child may have slightly different needs than what you're doing currently. And so you need to tweak some of those things. One child may need a little more praise than another child. One child may need a little more rewards than another child. One child may need to be reminded over and over again. And so you adjust for those things. I know all children need to role play more. I mean, if there's one skill that I think most parents don't do enough of is the role playing of these skills and practicing these skills over and over and over again. So Smarter Parenting has this approach. We have skills that are from the teaching family model that have been proven effective for 60 years in all sorts of environments with all kinds of children around the world. And we use these skills to help shape the behavior of the child. But there's the flip side is, how are we going to help shape the behavior of the parent? So the parent can be able to be a part of this changing environment and help the child succeed to become effective. Now, I had mentioned before that this is the harder part for a lot of parents to do because it does require a lot of internal work. As a parent, you have to be able to look inside yourself 
engage if what you are doing is effective for your child. And this requires you to move out of the mindset of, this is the way I was raised, this is the way I believe it should be, this is the way that I have seen it done a million times. This is where the artistic side of parenting comes in. You have to look at your child and say, what is it my child needs from me? Do they need more positive attention? Do they need more reinforcements? Do they need us to practice it more? Do they need me to be more empathetic or communicate better with them? What does my child need from me in order to make the change permanent? When we look at the whole picture, when we're looking at this picture of this two-sided, two-fold approach to changing behaviors and what to do with a defiant child, if you look at it, you can actually do a lot of the work on your side as a parent. In fact, if we can change your side and your child's even making minimal changes on theirs, it's going to change the dynamic of the entire environment that your child is in and the relationship that you have, okay? So being aware of those things. One of the things that I feel is very important for parents to do as they are looking at this twofold approach, one, we're teaching skills to our children, and the other part is parents really doing some internal work on your own parenting styles, things that you need to fix or work on, is to be able to recognize your triggers. What are the things that trigger you to react to your child's negative behaviors? Because I can guarantee your child, if they are one of these defiant children, they've already figured it out and they know exactly what buttons to push and when to push them to get a reaction from you. Children are pretty savvy that way. They know what to say, how to say it, and to get that reaction or to retaliate in some way. So I'm going to share a personal story because I think it's good for you to hear my own parenting challenges and my own parenting struggles. I mean, if you think that I have it down packed and perfect, I have a very good relationship with my daughter, but it is not perfect. Let's be completely honest. So this whole idea of being able to work through these triggers is something that I'm consistently working on. So I was driving down the street with my daughter. I confronted her about something, and co confrontation is kind of a strong word. I actually communicated my feelings about something that I didn't agree with that she was doing, and she became upset. She became very upset. And during the conversation, it became extremely quiet, which is a trigger for me because when communication stops, that's where, for me... I start playing out scenarios in my head or have conversations in my head about what the other person is thinking. So I had to stop for a minute and say, okay, this is a triggering thing. My daughter knows I don't like it when we can't talk about things. So, okay. And then she said something that hurt my feelings. Like it really hurt my feelings. If you've had defiant children, you know what I'm talking about. You know, when your child's like screaming things at you or yelling at you, I hate you. I, And that really does dig in deep into your heart because you have done so much for your children that you feel betrayed. You feel diminished. You feel invisible to the sacrifices you have made to help your child be happy. And when that happens, you know, when a child is like, ah, 
you know, I hate you. I don't like you. I hate everything you believe in. I, you know, when that starts to become very personal and it can be very triggering for somebody. So I realized that and I realized, okay, I'm, I'm feeling triggered right now. I'm feeling triggered right now. I'm going to wait. I'm going to just calm down. I'm going to take stock of where my body is right now. I'm going to focus in on where I'm at before I respond because I don't want to be reactive. I just want to respond in a calm manner because I want to demonstrate to my child, hey, people can say things that can be hurtful and I'm not going to get to a point where we're yelling at each other and screaming at each other because I'm trying to convince her otherwise. But I want to have a useful communication with you. I took stock. I calmed down. And then I began asking questions and started to get deeper into some of the motivations. And as she was able to see me calmly responding to her, she was able to calmly respond back. And we were able to work through that difficult interaction. But again, when children are defiant and they know what buttons to push and they know exactly how you're going to react, it can be very triggering. It can be very personal. You start to feel attacked by your child. And this is a child that you woke up late for, changed their diapers, gave them baths, fed them, taken them to the zoo. I mean, all this list of things that you do because you love your child. And now they're throwing it in your face and saying something that is uh, very difficult to hear. You know, it can be very personal to you, but you take stock in those things. And I remembered this twofold approach. We've already focused on the communication skill between my daughter and I, we know how to communicate well with each other. Emotions got the better of both of us at this moment, which is okay. But I was able to recognize she has those skills. Now is the other part. This is the parenting part where I have to parent, manage my own belief systems, my own way of dealing with this type of behavior and understanding this is a behavior meant to elicit a response. And I'm not going to give that response because I don't want my child to use that in the future as a way to manipulate a situation or to get a reaction out of me. So when we're looking at this twofold approach, we can teach our kids the skills and they can learn them. But there's also that parenting part that you as a parent are going to have to be able to manage your own emotions and your own triggers in being able to deal with negative behaviors. Understanding your triggers as a parent is going to be absolutely huge. You want to be able to do that. Now, I had mentioned that we're going to talk about following instructions too as a skill. So the following instructions as a skill as it relates to this two-parent prong approach, the way that we look at dealing with defiant behaviors is that we need to be able to give instructions, even small ones to our children, where they comply. Because if we can get our child to comply, even with small behaviors, it opens up the door to better communication and better connection with our children. And that's the goal. Our goal is to be able to create an environment where we can consistently teach. Now, let me go over the steps to following instructions. Step one, get your child's attention. Usually you can do this by saying their name. Step two, give a simple, clear, descriptive instruction. So you're going to say something simple. You know, can you hand me a pen? Can you turn down the music? Whatever it may be. Step number three, the child says okay and immediately follows the instruction. 
And step number four, the child returns to the parent and reports when it is finished. Now, let me go back to the example with my own daughter and the situation where I felt triggered by some of the responses and how I dealt with it. I went back to following instructions because that is a skill that we have practiced. Now, again, she has already learned effective communication. She's also learned following instructions. And we were in the car at the time and she was in control of the radio. And so when I was ready, I said, can you turn the music down? So I just wanted her to turn the music down so we could communicate. Now, she was reluctant, and I said, I'm just reminding you, I'm giving you an instruction. Now, because we have practiced it so much, the idea of her hearing me say, hey, I'm giving you an instruction, she knew what that meant. She knew, and she was so ready to follow instructions. I mean, when you practice something with a child consistently over and over and over, it starts to become the default, and that's what happened. As soon as I said, I'm giving you an instruction right now, She knew exactly what that meant. So she turned it off. She said, okay. She turned it low and she said, okay, I I turned it low. And then I praised her. I said, thank you for doing that. I want to talk about what just happened. And so we were able to move from a place of, I'm just going to pounce and I'm going to prove you wrong and I'm going to do it this way to, hey, I've created an environment where I want you to share what it is you're struggling with or what you're feeling towards me right now. And I'm going to share mine, but we're going to do it in a respectful way. So following instructions is one of the skills. I I give it out to parents when we initially start coaching. And it's one of those skills that works. And they see that it works, but then they stop practicing it after they realize that it works, assuming that it's going to continue. Really, the reality is, is you have to consistently practice it, meaning you have to sit down and say, okay, we're going to practice following instructions. And with younger children, you need to do it like every week. Okay, we're going to practice following instructions next week. Okay, we're going to practice following instructions. And it's through this practice that it starts to become second nature for them. So role play following instructions. Now, when you're frustrated with a child who's throwing a tantrum, remember, monitor your triggers. Give a simple instruction. You can start to use following instructions. But you want to be able to be sure that your children have some skills that you can jump back into and use during those difficult moments. And once they have those, it's just a simple reminder. This is what we're doing right now. You've done this a million times. It's second nature. Let's create a space where we can talk about these things. For the defiant behaviors that you are seeing in your children, there's a lot of prep work beforehand, before these behaviors happen. And there is work during the event. But if you want to get the most bang for your buck, focus on learning the skills when your child is more calm, more compliant, practice it before bedtime, in the early morning, during dinner, on car rides. I mean, there's a, you can practice these anywhere. You really can. Practice these skills of following instruction. Practice, practice, practice. So when the time comes and things are tense, You can fall back onto these things and your child is going to feel a sense of safety because they've done it too. So following instructions, that's the way that we resolved it. My daughter and I were able to communicate a little deeper. I apologized too for the way that I spoke. She apologized too. And we came to a conclusion that was fair for both of us. I mean, it improved our communication skills in the long run instead of hurting it. And it strengthened our relationship 
because she can have opposing views to mine and we can still be okay. That's just the nature of growing up. You know, parents believe certain things, children grow up in the world and they start to believe things and they may not always mesh and agree and that's okay. We're, I'm not raising a robot. I am raising a child to make decisions on her own and I want her to be able to share those things with me because I feel it's important to share those things with me. So. When you're dealing with children with tantrum behaviors, highly tantrum behaviors, remember there's the two-fold components. You want to focus on skills for the child that you can use. You can find those on the Smarter Parenting website. And you want to focus on the internal work necessary for your own parenting. This includes understanding what are your triggers? What are the things that set you off? What ways can you deal with those triggers in order to calm yourself and get into a moment where you can create an environment where you and your child can meet and communicate in a much better space, right? And the last word of advice that I want to give you during this podcast is to practice. If a skill works and you've practiced it and it works and I've given it to you the first week, that's wonderful, but that doesn't mean it's over. In fact, you should be practicing it consistently. Because the goal is not for them to do it for a couple of days and then we move on to the next skill. The purpose is for them to learn it, to use it, and then for you to continually remind them. Remind them, remind them, practice, practice until it becomes such second nature to them that it's easy for them to respond even when they're in high intense emotional states to what it is that you would like them to do. So that's it for me from this week. I will catch you again next week. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you want to sign up for coaching, sign up for coaching. I'd love to hear from you. All right, that's it for me and have a good one. Bye.